consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute we're joined by erica good morning good morning <laughs> uh, you know because we talked about it on the segment yesterday i have to talk about the fact that rolling stone magazine at 200 greatest singers of all time left out celine dion yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. a whole hashtag and a movement. I know. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Celine Dion fans are not too happy. No. Now, of course, fans of other great artists that were unfortunately not included on this list have a bone to pick with Rolling Stone. It's funny what they said. They they explained that uh, this was a list of the greatest singers of all time and not the greatest voices of all time. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? That's just the worst answer. <laughs> just just don't say right? anything. I thought, then the, yeah. what does it make? Uh, the 200 other singers that were already listed, just... I don't know. I don't know. Silence is golden. (laughs) (laughs) In some cases, definitely. All right. So let's leave it there for now. The dispute continues as we speak. (laughs) Uh, Relics believed to be from the the Quarter Dynasty identified in Chongada grounds. This is why when we go to break ground, when we go to, uh, I don't know, erect new buildings, things come to a halt quite frequently. That's right. And uh, there's been a new study that's been conducted. Oh, mm. More like an investigation. Yeah. Um, and uh, the results of the investigation showed that uh, certain relics, uh, pieces of roof tiles, they found some earthenware pottery, mm. were discovered within the Chongwade grounds. And these relics are believed uh, to be from the Kudu dynasty. It's fascinating. I mean, I'm sure they will need further investigations yep. to identify exactly when, where, and how it ended up mm-hmm. in the grounds, yep. but at least they have a lead. Uh, we, we have actually known that Cheongwade grounds used to be the back garden of Gyeongbokgung Palace during the Joseon Dynasty. The discovery of these relics is apparently significant at this time because it will most likely affect how the Cheongwade grounds will be managed ah, yeah. and utilized moving forward. Because we still don't know. What's buried underground. Yeah. Or, or, or you discovered. Know, or but I think people are still trying to figure out how to best utilize the grounds now That's that it's true. been... Uh, turned public? Yeah, turned public and millions of, what, all close to three million people have visited the Chongwade grounds since true? it opened to the public last oh, year. Wow. Yep. Three million. Exactly. So on Tuesday, the Cultural Heritage Administration's Royal Tombs and Palaces Center uh, made public the results of the Gyeongbokgung Palace Huon Field Survey, which was commissioned by the Korean Architectural History Association. Mm. Now, Chongwade is said to have been the grounds of the secondary palace of the king during the Goryeo Dynasty okay. in the city of Namgyong. Now, it used to be used as a back garden of Gyeongbokgung Palace during the Joseon Dynasty. We also know that Emperor Gojong, who renovated Gyeongbokgung Palace in the late 1860s, is known to have tried to make this area into a palace with functions similar to that of the back garden of the Changdeokgung Palace. Oh. You know, 
know, used for social functions and right. things like that. Now, according to the Cultural Heritage Administration, the researchers conducted its latest investigations by categorizing the general grounds of the Cheonghwade area into um, ancient architecture, modern architecture, as well as plants and landscaping. Okay, so I mean, uh, these discussions are happening as we try to figure out how do we best utilize, yes. uh, frankly speaking, a pretty large amount of space mm-hmm. with so many historic relics to be found. Yes, now a total of eight relics believed okay. from the Koryo uh, and Joseon periods have so far been identified. Uh, this is the result of a sort of a naked eye investigation <laughs> by three experts who reviewed past uh, aerial photographs and building layout. Okay, so further and more detailed yep. uh, with tools, maybe? Yeah. Investigations might be necessary. What have they found so far? Yes, so they found uh, small pieces of earthenware, larger pieces of pottery, as well as tiles with inscriptions on them. Okay. Um, yeah, like you said, the researchers said a closer investigation needs to be conducted okay. in the coming days uh, to find out what this all means and how to better manage the grounds. Now, eight months have passed since uh, the Chongwa they opened to the public, and you know, attention is also being focused on mm. uh, the future management measures of the area. And uh, we, we heard news that uh, some of the relics uh, mm. had been destroyed uh, uh, by uh, tourists, visitors. and uh, probably didn't know that it was that precious. Uh, it still doesn't matter. Why break things, you know? Uh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Why break things <laughs> yeah. when it's not broken? Right. All right. And uh, uh. since last year, around 2.78 million visitors have uh, visited Chongwade. But that's a lot of people yep. on the stomping ground. That's right. Okay, so maybe they need to do more thorough investigation mm. before just allowing people to walk in. I mean, it's colder these days. That's right. So I'm assuming there are a little less people yeah. crowding the area. This mm. might be the perfect time to do a more thorough investigation. That's right. It's funny because I'm sure you turn to each corner and you look closer uh-huh. and there are relics to be found. Everywhere. I mean, our producer is zooming in on what I only assume <sighs> is a valuable yeah. wall. It's in, yeah, it's a, it's a wall and it's an, it's an, an inscription, inscription on it. Uh, yeah, Got you. Okay, yeah. so there you have it. All right, we'll leave it there for now. I feel like that's not the last of it. Mm-mm. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to outer space. Why not? I mean, we covered yeah. history. Now we must take our listeners into the that's future. That's right. All right, so Tanuri has apparently sent back some pictures, mm-hmm. and they're stunning. Yeah, they're beautiful. So we talked about it. Uh, Tanuri was launched uh, from the U.S. in August of last year on a SpaceX rocket. It entered lunar orbit just last month. Now, Tanuri is set to begin its scientific uh, mission, which includes mapping and analyzing lunar terrain, measuring magnetic strength and gamma rays. Uh, the orbiter will also test experimental space internet technology uh, uh, by transmitting photos and videos to Earth, mm. uh, which will then be used to select potential sites for a South Korean moon landing, uh, currently slated for 2032. It's less than 10 years away. Right. There's a reason why we haven't really returned to moon in decades. It's costly. Yeah. Uh, that's one. It's difficult. That's another. Mm-hmm. But it seems that we're trying to set up internet towers on, on moon to ensure that our next missions That's like right. i don't know to mars is insured safe uh, we're looking at uh, are those like tiny little craters on the moon surface and is that the earth uh, you know what's yeah uh, maybe it's just us being exposed to way too many sci-fi movies right. that does not look real it, it doesn't look real because it looks so real yeah 
Yeah. That's actually true. You know? When images that yep. crystal clear, right? I right. Look at the craters, my friends. Okay. So South Korea is now the world's seventh lunar explorer, better late than never. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has also laid out some ambitious plans to uh, land, well, at least take the spacecraft to Mars by 2045. That's right. The first step is uh, discovering the darker side of the moon, <laughs> setting up a home, essentially, yep. or at least, uh, I don't know, a resting spot on the moon. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about these images that yeah. the Tanuri has sent back. So what Tanuri is doing right now is it's uh, circling the moon every two hours. And uh, the first images, which were taken between Christmas Eve and uh, January 1st, uh, show the lunar surface Mm. and our beautiful planet Earth. Now, the photo is in black and white, yeah. so we can't see the the blue planet. Ah. But it, that, it, what you're looking at right now, that's it. That's, that's it, yeah. where we live. That's <laughs> where- <laughs> Yeah. So the Korea Aerospace Research Institute said in a statement that the images were shot from less than 120 kilometers over the moon. Mm. And uh, that's, I guess that's pretty close, right? It's, it's pretty close, yeah. apparently, according mm. to the experts. Yep. Okay, so that's the first set of images. Let's. We're going to get next. some more. All right. <laughs> Let's bring things back to planet Earth. Yeah. Um, efforts to return looted artwork. Uh, it has been going strong. We've talked about another segment before. It's probably not the last either. 2,300-year-old mm. green coffin yes. has traveled all the way from the United States to Egypt. That's right. Uh, this ancient wooden sarcophagus is known as the green coffin. Uh, it's self-explanatory. It's the coffin green? is green, yeah. Gotcha. It's been returned to Egypt from the Houston Museum of Natural Sciences in the United States. Uh, the U.S. authorities determined years ago that the sarcophagus had been looted, <laughs> in fact. Now, the repatriation is part of Egyptian government efforts to stop the trafficking of its stolen antiquities. Uh, last year, authorities in Cairo succeeded in getting back 5,300 stolen artifacts facts from all around the world in a year mm-hmm. that that is remarkable yep. clearly they want to fill up their newly built incredible yep. museums we're streaming an image right now uh the face is green okay yeah that's the coffin that's yes. just been returned to egypt from the it united looks states remarkably well preserved as well i was going to say yep. what's the trick there mm. let's talk about this green coffin in, in detail i mean what, what do we know about it so far and yep. why is it so significant uh it dates back to the late dynastic period mm-hmm. of ancient Egypt. Now, this was an era spanning from the time of the last pharaonic rulers mm-hmm. in 664 BC until Alexander the Great's campaign in 332 BC. Uh, the sarcophagus, it's its huge. Yeah. It's almost three meters tall. Oh. It has a brightly painted top surface. Uh, experts say that it may have belonged to an ancient priest named Ankenmot. Now, some of the inscriptions on the coffin have been erased so it's a little bit difficult to tell okay. at this point. At this point. Yeah, who to who it belongs. Okay, yeah. I mean, we have more gadgets now, right? I'm assuming maybe with more thorough investigation, we'll get more details out Probably. of this. Okay. Uh, there was apparently a big ceremony when the green coffin was handed yeah. over to Egypt. Yes, uh, there was a symbolic ceremony, of course, <laughs> of the handover uh, following a news conference in Cairo yesterday. Mm. Now, the return of the sarcophagus comes as more and more countries around the world are demanding the return of of artifacts representing their heritage from museums in Europe and North America. Mm. Uh, Egyptians have also demanding the, the return of the Rosetta Stone. Oh. 
one of the most important pieces in the British Museum. Now, the demand comes 200 years after the deciphering of this slab, Mm. which led to unlocking the secrets of uh, hieroglyphic script, Mm. and it led to the birth of Egyptology. And I've always attached Rosetta Stone to the British Museum. It's the most iconic pieces there. One of the oldest pieces there. Mm -hmm. I wonder how the British Museum feels about that Mm. request. Uh, I suspect the return of the artifacts could also help boost the country's tourism sector. Of course, and tourism sector, it's a crucial source of income for Mm. the country of Egypt, whose economy right now is struggling. Uh, The country is soon expected to open a new museum, by the way, Mm. near the Giza pyramids to showcase its most famous ancient Egyptian collections. I've been to Egypt. I mean, there's nothing, there's so much to see and to take in. And uh, the news of this new museum When can I travel to Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I understand that the plans to open up this museum has been delayed a few years. Yes. I mean, namely the pandemic, but to fill up this massive mm. space was another story. Yes. I think they're ready for their tourists. Yep. When can we travel? <laughs> <laughs> when can I travel to Cairo? <laughs> uh, let us know, Eric. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the stories. Pleasure. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.